Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Leon Fontaine. Leon's teaching will help you develop your own personal relationship with Jesus and walk in God's promises. His teaching on a spirit contemporary approach to life and Christianity has helped so many around the world. His messages clearly lay out how to impact your world in a spirit-filled, relevant way. You can watch his program, Leon Fontaine, The Spirit Contemporary Life, weekdays on Miracle Channel, Corco, or our streaming service, Corco Plus. Let's dive into the message. Today, I want to talk about predestination. It's a fascinating topic. The world either believes in kind of three things, fate, predestination, or nothingness, whatever, you know, it's just randomness. Now, fate is where people believe, well, you know, his time, his time had come. Someone will die in a car accident. Oh, his time was up, you know, and that's not biblical. Someone says, well, Leon, the Bible says there's a time to be born and a time to die. That doesn't mean a specific time. Because if it meant that, then why does it also say if you're obedient to your parents, you'll live longer? If your time was fixed, then live whichever way you want. Do what you want. Jump off a cliff. Wouldn't matter because your time to die is not here. Fate does not work. It's nowhere taught in the Bible. Okay? Now, people tend to go there because other religions teach it and it gets blended into New Age. Predestination is taught. Now, randomness is not taught either where nothing's in control, nowhere. Everything, everything's just completely random. Uh, no, we're taught predestination. Now, that means basically in the word of God that God loves you he cares for you, and he has a plan for you. The plan is the most gorgeous, amazing way you could ever live. And the Bible's unique because it guides us. I'm going to give you three portions of Scripture. Now, I could read Scripture all day that shows you God has thought ahead. God's planned ahead. He even knew when you were going to screw up, and he made a way of escape. He even knew when you were going to fail and you were going to miserably go against him and the hell that came into your life because of it, and he, he shows you a way out of it. It's just incredible that when you look at the Word of God. So the first verse I want to show you is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. It says, Don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Or of me, his prisoner, Paul says. But join with me in suffering for the gospel. According to the power of God who has saved us. Let's stop right there. Suffering for the gospel. Now here is where a lot of people get the suffering teaching. That God's going to make you suffer, sucker. God's got to teach you. He's going to make you sick. He's going to bankrupt your business. going to... He's going to kill somebody in your family. Uh, God knows better. And you're thinking, oh, whoa, where's that in the Bible? It's not. Okay, it's not. Now, lots of bad stuff happens in the Bible, but you'll connect it in most cases to the devil 
sometimes to free will, sometimes to his attack, but God in no way is so, you know, wouldn't it be interesting if, okay, I'm trying to teach my kids to not walk across the road. I don't think I'm smart enough to teach them that. So if I can maybe get them hit by a slower car once, you know, then if they get hit by a slower car, that'll teach them because I just don't know how to teach my kids to not walk across a freeway. That's how idiotic it is to think, well, God can't really teach me this lesson. So he's got to make me sick. He's got to give me cancer. He's got to bankrupt my business. He's got to take my child. You know, really, is God that poor of a teacher? Is his anointing to teach you so pathetic that he's got to make you sit in pain and suffering for years? Like, come on. I mean, a good thinking mind can't even follow that track. And then who in the world wants to go to church? Hey, come to church with me. God's going to make you suffer. (laughs) Oh, I'd love to come with you. Where do I sign up? Like, it's just ridiculousness. But yet it's taught from so many pulpits today. And uh, I don't know, I've been preaching now over 30 years, and I've read that Bible through over and over, studied every different denomination, world religion, and I just come back to the Word of God. It's so gorgeous. It's so beautiful. It makes so much sense when you remove religion. Okay? So here it says, let's go on from there. Suffering for the gospel. How did Paul suffer for the gospel? It was just people that rose up against him. They They wanted to stop him from sharing Jesus. They stoned him. You know, there's times the enemy would get a storm and make the shipwreck, and, 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 and he'd be shipwrecked. It's just talking about people coming against us. And you know what? Even if you're not a Christian, people are going to come against you. Hello? Don't be so scared or worried about what people are going to say about what we're going to Who cares? At some point, just be secure in yourself. So we shouldn't be concerned if people know that you're a Christian, that if you go to church, you go, oh, you're one of them? You just laugh and say, yeah, you're not. <laughs> You know, don't let people intimidate you. Just be so proud of Jesus, so excited about church. People go, there's got to be something in it. They're so confident. They love it so much uh, that, wow. So it says, suffering for the gospel according to the power of God who saved us. Now listen to this. And called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. God's got a purpose for you. God's grace is upon you. And it says, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity. He has a call on you, a holy call. And when you choose Jesus, you don't have to follow him. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. But when something is, is uh, when you understand your purpose and your call, that's the most rewarding you'll ever be. And you have a holy call. You could be sitting here saying, Leon, you don't know how many people I've gone to bed with. You don't know how many people I've done dirt to. You don't know how much I've stolen. You don't know how much drugs I've done. You don't know how burnt out my brain is and how, bad in the, how badly infected my body is. It, it doesn't really matter. At any time in your life, you can choose Jesus and move on to the path that he's prepared ahead of time. The grace of God is so amazing, it just makes you fall in love with him. He, you know, and so, now, another verse that's gonna really uh, fascinate you is Ephesians chapter two. I'm gonna read it from the Amplified Version. And because the Amplified Version, the translators, would take all the meanings of the Greek word and try to put them into the verse. So it makes the reading of the Amplified kind of clunky. And it's not smooth reading, but it's great to kind of study the different nuances of that word. Listen to this. It says, we are God's handiwork. Okay, his workmanship. 
It's showing us that it's not just an assembly line thing. We're just popping off babies and all the different nations and all you just one of the general run-of-the-mill puppies. No, you are his workmanship, his handiwork. You were specifically, when, when you came along, there's a specific design for you. Something beautiful is within you. Even if you don't know of one skill, God has a plan. And it says you're his handiwork, you're his workmanship. You've been recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. I'm going to deal with that a little bit later, being born anew. Now, then it says that we may do, okay? It's not just a matter of being a Christian. The call of God in your life is, what are you going to do? It says that we can do good works, which God predestined. There's the word, predestined, which means planned beforehand. For us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. Then it says that we should walk in them. Look at the word should. It doesn't say you're forced to walk in the, the, the paths God's made. No, it says you should, you should. Living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. God has prearranged the good life for you. Religion says, suffer, sucker. Religion says that God isn't going to prosper you. God won't heal you. Don't, what's all this prosperity? You know, people often say, is Springs one of those prosperity and healing churches? When they say that, when they ask me, I kind of joke around. Oh, no, 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 no. We teach poverty and sickness. You should come. <laughs> like, hello. So he's prepared the good life for you and I. He's prearranged it, and you should take it. You know, when my kids grow up, when they, when they grew up, I don't force them to do anything. I say, you know, I've taught you what I think you should do. I've shown you what I think you should do, and I'm going to love you whatever you do, whatever you do. You'll always be welcome in my home. You can always come back. I don't care if you go out and do the most horrible things. You're my daughter. You're my, I will always love you. But now if you want a good life, I've taught you what you should do. And you see, if I try to control them, they'll always rebel because everyone's looking for this, this, this desire to live their lives. Okay, but the Bible says with wisdom. Now, for everyone in this room, God has prearranged paths for you. And you need to recognize so completely, and I'm going to show you in the next verse, that you'd be stunned at how completely he's prepared. Now, a lot of times, you won't even know you're walking in his path because he doesn't go, it's kind of like your GPS, Okay, GPS is that big satellite that shows you on the road where you are. And I have a, you know, you can, you can put an English accent on the voice on your GPS. Or a, well, so we got this woman and she'll just go, uh, turn left at 201. So if you don't turn left at 201 and you pass 201, it'll say, take the first U-turn and go back to 201. Take a right to get back. It'll, it'll, it'll start talking to you nonstop. But if you get on 201 and you're there for five hours, does it say much? No. It doesn't every 30 seconds, good driving, Leon. You're on course. Good going, Leon. Good job. You are on the 201. It, it just kind of, you're there. You're guided. And often when you're in his will, you know, you, you just feel his peace. You feel his joy. It's not like you got to be... You, you are on 201. Good job, good job, good job. Now, God's always going to encourage you. But So God's prepared a path for you. 
And when you discover how to follow him, it is the most, it's the great, Ephesians says it'll be exceedingly, abundantly above all you could plan or do yourself. What's interesting about serving God in the the verse I showed you in, in 2 Timothy 1 is that his grace is upon you. Now, his grace is undeserved favor. It's undeserved favor. In other words, his power, his wisdom, his direction will be on your life. And he will make the impossible possible. For example, in one day, he could have you meet the person you've been looking for for months for your business, who's going to change it around and help you. Or you could be standing in a coffee shop and run into the person who's looking for you uh, in their job, and your career starts in something you can't imagine how incredible it was. So God knows how to set up circumstances in ways you couldn't ever believe. There's there's a family in one of our sites. I'll show you how God is so amazing at setting up things and looking for a good church, just desiring more from God, seeking God, praying about it. And one day they're sitting in a Starbucks and I happened to walk into the Starbucks and and, uh, he said he was kind of watching me and I went up and I bought these three pounds of coffee, one of my favorite coffee. And as I'm at the register, this guy behind me says, is there any more of that coffee? And the lady says, no, he bought the last three. So you do the same thing. So I just turned and handed him one of the pounds and said, hey, I can get some more. It's yours. No, no, it's okay. No, no, it's yours. And and I walked off. Then the guy went to pay for it. And she goes, he paid for it. He gave you a paid for pound. What? And And this guy was sitting in the chair watching this. And for some reason, it just touched him. Big deal. It's 12 bucks, like whatever. You guys should do the same thing. But yet God had him there to see that at a specific time that he was calling out. And then he found out that I was a pastor and he found the church and he's been here for years loving it, his family, his marriage, his home. Little things. Like God has a way of connecting the dots in an amazing way. But if you just rely on yourself and you're gonna be a self-made man, I did it my way. Welcome to hell. Because none of us have a hot clue how to control all the things God could do. He's planned a path ahead of time. Well, that explains how messed up my life is, Leon. No, no. All the mess ups, those aren't God. And I'll show you. Because you see, there's many things in our world. Like if you just don't know what to do by default, where do you go? Well, our world's very good at making us negative and doing wrong choices, temptation. Uh, just the fact there's a devil on the planet that's going to attack you and do things to you. And it's at, so there's a lot of reasons, but God doesn't plan. It says he prepared good works. He prepared uh, the good life. It says lead, leading the good life in Ephesians 2.10. I don't know why. Maybe if you were raised like some of us in religion, in Christianity, where whatever happens to you is God. You know, it can create a sour taste in your mouth. And the smart people stop going to church. Did a pastor just say that? (laughs) Yeah, I found I'd be a lot happier not attending if I was going to some churches where God's going to get you, you guilty, good for nothing. You're just a low and filthy rag, dirty, good for nothing, two-tone skunk. God doesn't even love you, care about you. You better be good. God's going to get you, send you to hell. He's going to put an ant farm in your armpit if you don't smarten up or whatever it is. I mean, it's just... Really? I mean, I've been watching CNN all week, constant negative news. Now I go to church and I get constant negative news. Where is? I thought the gospel was good news. Are you enjoying today's podcast? 
This podcast and all of Miracle Channel's outreaches are made possible by our donors. Every day we receive incredible stories of lives being transformed by the truth of God's Word. And none of it would be possible without the generosity of people like you. If you'd like to partner with us, please consider making a donation today. Your support will help us share the hope of Jesus across Canada and around the world. To donate online, simply visit miraclechannel.ca slash podcast or click the link in the show notes. Thank you for your support and together let's spread the message of hope far and wide. Did you know that in the New Testament, the Bible calls the message or the gospel such good news that it was a stumbling block to all the Jews who were taught that you had to earn every promise in the Bible. And they did. Every promise in the Bible has an if. If you do this, I'll do that. But Jesus came along and died on the cross for you and I. And it says all the promises now are yes and amen. Not if, yes and amen. So God qualifies you through Jesus dying in your place, taking your sin. He died for you and I so that we could live, the Bible says, the good life. You know, I get the most persecution as a pastor for teaching that God wants you to live the good life. Now, Ephesians 2.10 talks about predestined, which means the path has been prepared ahead of time. You don't have to walk in it. In fact, any day you want, you can get off path. And, and God's not going to strike you dead. It's just that every choice you make has a consequence. Let's go to the third verse, which is Psalms 139, verse 13. And my time is up, so we're going to go through it really fast. It says here, and it's talking about you. And it says, this is David speaking, for you formed my inward parts. Now, I believe the word inward parts here isn't talking about the kidney, the liver. I believe he's talking about the inner heart the soul, the gifts, the desires that are in you. It says, for you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. Okay. You know, religion says you're good for nothing. You ought to be happy. God even notices you, dirty, rotten, sinner, disgust. Okay. He says, that he made you in the womb. He made you beautiful and wonderful. Wonderful are your works. And, and my soul knows it very well. Your soul knows God's in love with you. It knows how special and precious you are. It knows it deep inside. It says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. And I was skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your book, I want you to notice the word book, in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me. Okay, the word ordained means the, every day there is God chosen things for you. Okay, it says when as yet there were not even one of them, God had already made a plan for your life. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God, how vast is the sum of them. And if I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. And when I awake, I am still with you. I want you to understand that when we talk about the purpose of your life, the callings on your life, what you should be dreaming about, that you need to get rid of all the stinking thinking and get a checkup from the neck up. Because religion will hurt you. 
Religion is just judgment. It's guilt. God's in love with you. And people say, well, Leon, if God is that good, people are just going to disobey him. No, it's the goodness of God that leads a man to repentance, the Bible says. Religion says it's going to be God's meanness. Every move you make, if it's wrong, he's going to slap you out of the chair. When you hit the floor, bleeding all over the place, you're going to realize, get in line with God. No, the Bible says it's his goodness. It's the goodness of God. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages from encouraging speakers that air on Miracle Channel and Corco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.